Everybody's like, what is that? Patience, say it with your chest. Aquaba. Say it with authority. Aquaba. That's right. So. Joe, Denise, thank you in my language. So thank Joe, you. okay, okay. Joe, Dio. Do. Mm-hmm. Do. Awesome. So it's nice to be here. So welcome to Now College. This is a podcast for college experiences. You talk about what you went through and how you survived and how you got through. Uh, I'm your host today, Alma. So, if you can tell me a little bit about yourself, you know, your name, your major, and what you do for a living. All right. So, hey, everyone. My name is Edgy Rogan. I sometimes go by Edgy Rogan. And my major in college was interdisciplinary studies with an emphasis on public health. And uh, for a living, I'm a public health health research analyst. All right. So, uh, one of my questions, one of my uh, questions I ask everybody Mm -hmm. on here. From K through 12, what kind of student were you? What kind of student? Um, That's so broad because I feel like the type of student I was changed as I went through each phase of my academics. So like I think in elementary school, I was, you know, a social learner. Um, I enjoyed learning in groups and learning with my peers. I remember doing, um, my dad would buy us math books the year beforehand. That might be an African thing. Girl, that's an African thing. He would would come. I remember at the end of the year, school was over. He would come. I bought you guys book, math book. So that summer, I would be practicing my math (laughs) for the following grade. (laughs) I loved learning. And I was always so excited to learn something new. And I would come home. And I would share it with my with my family, with my parents, and I would tell them as though they had no idea. So when I learned something new, I would come home, Dad, Mom, Dad, guess what? Guess what my teacher told me in class today? My dad will always tell me this story. He said, I'll never forget when you learned what a square was. You came to the house. You were like, dude, this is a square. This is a circle. This is a rectangle. And I said, and my dad said, I know what that is. And he said, you looked at me. You were like, so you mean you talked to my teacher? You talk to my teacher, Dad? My dad was laughing. He said, wow, this girl really thinks I don't know anything. So, you know, I was <laughs> in my formative years, when my teachers taught me something, I, I knew it all. When I got to middle school, I was still a social learner, um, you know, but I was, and I also took more time in my studies because it was getting a little bit more rigorous, just a little bit. Then when I got to high school, girl, I was, I was a, um, I was a nervous wreck of a learner. And I say that because I, I had a lot of anxiety. I, I was always nervous about taking tests and, you know, it, it gets a little stressful. So sports actually to a degree kind of alleviated that for me. But, um, in high school, uh, I was all kinds of 
of a learner. So I was a visual learner. I was a social learner. I was an auditory learner. Like I needed to be able to to like hear, see. Um, I needed to be social. Yeah. I needed to engage in different ways. Hands on. I needed to be very like, hands on to yeah. understand what I was learning. That's interesting. Usually you don't hear kids saying, I can't wait to be in a group project. Is that what I'm hearing? I mean, or, not necessarily I can't wait. I just knew I needed it to survive. Needed to be, I needed oh, that. That was the kind of learner I was. Yeah, I point. needed the help. It is what it is. Okay. I'm the kind of learner that I need to, I need these things to be applicable to real life situations and scenarios. So, for example, when a teacher teaches a new concept or a new idea, they can um, explain it in a way that is applicable to a real life scenario in my life. Girl, I'm winning. Yeah. And then in college... In college, I don't know how I got like this, but I became a very like solo learner. So I think that had to do with the amount of responsibilities that I took on in my work schedule and um, the different activities that I had going on in my life and family. I I had to I had to you know create a schedule that worked for me when it came to studying. So I couldn't really do a lot of like study groups my first few years of college my first two years of college I was playing sports I was working um, had a lot of family things going on and I was in school full-time so I had to find times that worked for me to study so I would study a lot like late at night I would wake up really early, like at three four to study uh, I remember my first year in college I was taking a chemistry class and that class was so stressful and I remember going to work like the night before the class. I've been studying, studying, studying. And the night before I got off like maybe at like five, got home at got home at like five thirty six, took a nap, woke up and started studying at eight o'clock. I did not sleep. I did not sleep. I remember going to Starbucks at like 11.30, starting to get nervous. Like I I was getting overwhelmed because I was feeling like I'm not ready, even though I probably was at the time. But I I was a student that always psyched myself out. So by the time I got to college and I was always by myself having to, you know, study on my own, which was fine, I think I started to develop a lot of anxiety. So in college, I picked up the habit of drinking coffee and chewing a lot of gum. Yeah. <laughs> I have to credit to like my friend at the time, her name is Chica. Chica, if y'all listen to the, if y'all listening to this, smile very well. Hello. But, <laughs> the, <laughs> no, at the time she helped me a great deal with my chemistry class and I remember meeting her and she was so smart and she just was so knowledgeable and she understood chemistry like the back of her hand. And so um, I ended up like my second semester in college, um, you know, even though I was someone who studied on my own, you know, we became really good friends and we would study, we started studying, we actually became study, study, um, buddies first. And then eventually after that, we became really, really good friends. So, you know, um, she was really, really, um, she was great. And then, um, Cassie, oh, I loved Cassie. Um, I love how you remember their names. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> No, like she was great too, but you know we would always joke around when we got together. So I don't, we never really studied together. (laughs) That's how it goes. Yeah, it was like we was, we was, we was just you know shooting the breeze. But you know we're doing well. But you passed. We, but I passed. That's it. (laughs) This is uh, General Kim. This was General. Organic. Did you ever take organic? 
You would know if you took organic. No, so that's a no. I didn't. Yeah, that's a no. She, she <laughs> right. Because I'm like, did I you organic? You would know. No, trust girl. me. Organic Ma'am, is you traumatizing. You are right about that. You are right about that. Because okay. there's some classes I will never forget. Dude. And chemistry is one of them. But OCAM, girl, you can miss me with that. Okay. I love it. Okay. So you knew that you were a visual learner mm-hmm. slash auditory yeah auditory with with a group honestly Mm -hmm. to to Mm -hmm. work with with Mm -hmm. everybody to actually put it in real life experience Mm -hmm. and so when you get to college you had to flip the script yeah i had yeah i mean because i because because my schedule my schedule didn't really work with people i was working full-time i was going to school full-time and i was also playing sports so you did sports in junior college Mm -hmm. and then you transferred to berkeley did you run track in berkeley i did not run track in berkeley okay so that's even another switch i assume yes so from being a student athlete in in your first two years uh-huh. and then Berkeley to being a student mm-hmm. did your study habits change so I recognized I was like okay you're going to Berkeley track would be nice but just the requirements to run track the ROI or the incentive was really wasn't there for me so at that point Return I thought investment. to myself yeah I'm, you know <laughs> just <girl. in> case. <laughs> so at that point I was like okay I'm not getting a scholarship to, to to play sports I mean I'm being realistic at this point you don't have a scholarship you don't have any type of incentive no no anything really to run you're just going to be running on your own free will which is cool I don't knock people that do it but for me personally I recognize that it just wasn't it didn't make sense for me given the circumstances that I was in my whole college experience as a first generation Nigerian American was so non-traditional and there are so many things going on in my head at this point right so like I'm the firstborn. I graduate from high school I didn't get into any of the colleges that I applied to um, a lot of Ni- in the co- Nigerian community a lot of the parents you know they're they're happy to talk about where their kids are going to college You're a trophy. and you know yeah ma'am <laughs> You my are. daughter is going to Harvard. My daughter is going to Princeton. <laughs> my daughter, my daughter is going to UC Berkeley. And you know, so and, and they when stress I, the when I, hell girl, out. Then. So this is the thing in college, right? I mean, in high school, when I was graduating, I remember my parents helped me to get um, a college coach to help me get into wow. college. Yeah, um, but oddly enough. Um, she was great, but working with her didn't really guarantee me a position in college because at the end of everything, I didn't get into any school I applied to. So I ended up resulting to a community college, and I felt so terrible about myself because, again, I'm in the Nigerian community, and you have all these um, all of my peers were going to all these four years and I was stuck. I felt like I was stuck at home and I was going to a junior college. Little did I know that it would turn out to be um, a blessing in disguise later on down the road. So that's when I was like, okay, I'm going to have to stay home. And I, I, it was hard. Like I was depressed for a long time. I was really down because I really felt like I did belonged in a four year. And that's when I I resulted to studying on my own and just kind of being on my own. But I think a lot of us, first generation, you know, Africans, we like, go to college, we just go. We take out all these loans. We just pull out, like, all these all this money, just go to college. We graduate, and it's like, oh, my God, my daughter graduated from here. My son graduated from here. And don't get me wrong, it's an, accompli- it's an accomplishment. It's, it's, it's a great thing to, to, uh, to, to celebrate. But, you know... <laughs> 
Be, being being able to like you know being able to manage yourself as an adult and take care of like a lot of things that college just doesn't teach you you know is just as important one person that was in the same boat as me Cassie hey sis <laughs> and we went to high school together and then we went to junior college together she is my dog like we are t- like I just talked to her yesterday oh, but, but we are we are she is my she is my girl I remember I was like okay I'm going to a junior college right I, I didn't know my left and right she was a year ahead of me and she was already there she had already been there for a year so when I got into my when I was going to, when I started going to junior college I remember you know letting her know I'm coming to um, the school and she was like okay sis I got you and I remember going to speak to a counselor to start setting up my classes right and the counselor gave me these this class list and mm-hmm. I'm like okay you know I got the list and I took it to, to 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 Cassie and I was like hey sis look at this like look at the list I got and she looked and she was like no you are too smart to be in this math class you are too smart so they had put me in some courses that you know were a little bit beneath me and I was like me being a first-time college student not really knowing that much at this point you know I didn't have my college coach anymore because I was you know I didn't get in I'm on I'm you, you move on um, I was like, okay, these are the classes I'm going to start with. Ha. Huh. Cassie must have looked at that and said no. Took me, we went back to that um, counselor and, oh, God bless Cuss her Cussed the fuck out. Yeah. <laughs> I'm and not was a like, number. No, like, you, not she's not taking this class. Like, she's, yeah. she's always been like a big sister to me, though. So, yeah, I remember that very vividly. She was like, no, you're not, you can't take that. Like, it's too, and I didn't, I didn't really understand that at the time, right? I thought, okay. Sure, you're a kid. Like, I didn't understand it. <laughs> but now, they try to play you. Girl, trying to play you. Girl, I'm I telling you, I was, they have put me in a math class that was two levels below me. And, wow. I, and I thought, too, I thought that that's how it was supposed to be. Sure. So, you know, you learn, though. You learn. I mean, the firstborn, the struggle. Yeah. The struggle. I hear. So from uh, your bachelor's experience, what was the hardest class? I will have to say in the junior college, my hardest class was calculus, too. I actually had to take that class over twice I took, I took it over two, two times the third time I did well the, that class was hard and then well, 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 walk, well, walk us through it what exactly made it hard so many I was I was working I was running track I was commuting at the time the first time I took it I was like I, I couldn't I couldn't handle it so I had to drop it the second time I took it oh, you dropped it mm-hmm Okay, talk about that. I'm notorious. I have six F's on my transcript. Patience <laughs> <laughs> is like, oh, okay, we're relatable here. She's dropping classes and shit. Okay. But no, that was my problem. Boots? I'm sitting there like, okay, I got a 19. I'll do better. All right, I got a 25. I'll do better. It's like, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I said I dropped it because I said I can't my, my mind I cannot I knew right then and there I had too much on my plate so when I got to Berkeley I wanted to get into I was pre-med and um, I quickly landed <laughs> should be this thing this life it's not for me it's not a joke it's okay though so I'm doing molecular cell biology <laughs> when I tell you the, the, the weight that I lost from stress. <laughs> oh, you're a weight loser too. I'm a weight loser too. Ha! People are like, I just, I remember I, I came weight, home. Like, I came home one time to visit my family because they weren't far. 
My mom looked at me. She was like, look at your bone that is protruding from your neck. So you are not eating. You are not. I mean, I was, I, when I, I was stressed. Uh, what class was that? This was molecular cell biology. Cell biology. Never again. MCB32. That was a chill class for It me. was MCB32. I'll never look forget that class. <laughs> <laughs> you remember the number? Yes, what ma'am. Yes, ma'am. MCB32 at UC Berkeley. Girl, almost killed your girl. Almost took me out. I said, oh, no. This is wicked, dude. Okay. So real quick, oh what, what what about the class? Was it the material? Was it the teacher? Was it, it, was everything, no. it was everything. No. I mean, just the way Berkeley, just the way the university level operated was different. Like for example, there was like a lack of in, there was like a lack of relationship. Like there was a lack of like connection with the professors. In, in in junior college, you can talk to your professors directly. You get to to Berkeley, like institutions like Berkeley, Cal, like all these really major institutions. You talk to the TA. You don't talk to your professor. I feel bad doing this because I feel like I'm. Say it, no, because you know, you know, some professors. If you're listening, sorry, you. I just to tell no, the truth because it's so. like they give you all this information to read, and you know, I mean, realistically speaking, you have other classes. You have so much going on. The te- first of all, I'll 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 say what you probably thinking about saying. Test is already made. You got to go out and find it. <laughs> Somebody already took the damn exam. I didn't give know that too. Give them twenty dollars to get their old exam, to get their old that, notes. Man. They're not. Professors have families. They got other shit going on. They got late car payments. They're not sitting around making extra exams for your particular class. Girl, let me tell you, I did not know that. So your girl was here reading D word for word, trying to end it, end it. And I just, it was too much. It was just too much. And like, I would miss the major points of the exam, like major points that you needed to know because I was trying to learn every little detail. It didn't work. It didn't work like that. You just know what the major points are and understand the details of those major points. And sometimes they, they, when you go to class, they'll mm-hmm. give it away. Mm-hmm. They'll they'll yeah. they'll they'll read through the section that section that section. well fifteen point exactly. three actually I did and, and, and I did it. I, those are social cues your girl exactly. missed because same here in you know same junior year. college you know I had a relationship with my professor I yes. could talk to my professor I could go to I can meet one on one with them they were just a little bit more accessible <laughs> and and you know I cal it wasn't the case and that's okay you know I they learned got these thirty minute office hours that they don't if not that there for. if if, if that <laughs> the door is but check and the lights are off like what the fuck yeah <laughs> yeah what was the best class that you ever took oh those four years those four years i would say that my best class was sociology of health and medicine they taught us like the holistic um the the holistic perspectives of like of health and so we learned like how these systems worked how the healthcare systems operated how pharmaceutical companies operated we learned about that's in that class I learned that was where I was exposed to social determinants of health and just all the different things that impact and influence influence a person's overall health and well-being and it was that class that really kind of um really helped me to better understand the essence of public health and how, you know, and what makes public health the discipline that it is. Looking back, Mm -hmm. everything that you know now, Mm -hmm. what would you tell your younger self? (laughs) 
look at Ajiro and I would say, my dear, breathe and take it one day at a time. Enjoy the journey and enjoy the experience. And just know this experience does not define you. It only shapes you and contributes and adds to to who you are as a person. Beautiful. Yeah. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate you. Appreciate oh my you gosh. Being here. Oh my God. I appreciate you too, Paige. <laughs> you said what? I said we're towards the end. We're towards the end. Oh man, I enjoyed this. This was fun. I got a little a little segment called Shameless Plug. Okay. For whatever you're working on uh-huh. outside of Yo, J-O-B. Oh. Oh. What, what did you call it earlier? She called the FTJ. The, F-T- the full-time job. FTJ. Oh, okay. Outside of FTJ. I'm taking She that. got a shameless plug, y'all. Oh. Okay, so I get to talk about a business or something I'm doing. Whatever you're doing. Listen, y'all. Outside of the FTJ. We do a lot. How much time do I got for this part? You Can have I share? 30 seconds. Oh, damn. Okay. <laughs> well, uh, I actually am getting ready to launch my candle company. It's called North of 30. I'm super excited. You can find us at northof30co.com, North of 30 Co. on all socials, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok. Um, we're not active yet, uh, but we will be um, in the upcoming weeks. We're going to be doing our soft launch June 1st, which I'm excited about. Um, and um, we're going to do our hard launch in the fall of this year. And um, it's vegan, cruelty-free, phthalate, phthalate, toxin-free candles. So go cop that. All right. So before I leave you guys today, yeah, I want to leave you guys with a quote. One of my favorite quotes. Research your own experiences, mm-hmm. absorb what is useful, reject what is useless, and add what is specifically your own. Bruce Lee. God bless. Wow. Oh, I love that quote.